You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. I'm Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to BBR Investigations. Now regular listeners will know that in the UK not only do we listen to podcasts, I also go out and meet with other members and investigators as often as we can uh, so that we can share stuff and get to know each other. Our last time I was out we were in Harrogate um, at the wonderful Scar House Reservoir there and it was an ordinary day. We had a good day. Um, but driving home, one of our members had a very strange experience. Um, anyone who tunes into our bi-weekly live feeds will know Deborah Singleton. She's my co-host. And she was driving home uh, with one of the ladies that attended the meet. But I'll let her explain it in her own words. She said, I saw nothing but her mouth, which was a stretched out black void in her face. Deborah Singleton. I was travelling home from the Scarhouse Reservoir BBR meeting that was held on the 28th of August 2021. I was with my friend and fellow member Carol Harris. The time would have been approaching quarter to eight as I turn onto the road that passes by the end of the runway at the Leeds Bradford Airport. Now this area is quite far from any housing, it's pretty rural. The weather was warm and sunny and conditions were clear. Up to this point, it had been a very normal day. I realised up ahead, walking on the path to the left, was what I thought was a teenage girl in her late teens. She was very tall and slim, with long dark hair and it was way past shoulder length. The first thing I noticed was her outfit. She was wearing what I would describe as a short play suit. It was made of a floaty cotton material that had a floral print. She was wearing a short denim jacket over the top of it and I didn't notice her footwear. She was no different to every other teenage girl out there that you pass on the street or when you're driving. The next thing that I noticed as I got closer was that her skin was very white. Her face and legs were very, very white. Not the skin colour white, but unnaturally white, like alabaster. And as we drew nearly level with her, I looked at her face, or what should have been her face. I saw no features, nothing but her mouth, which was stretched out 
a black void in her face. It reminded me of that game you play where you place a plastic piece within your mouth and it stretches it and you have to try and speak and people have to guess what you're saying. It wasn't a game and it wasn't funny. This was her mouth shape without the plastic, a huge black horizontal oblong void. Carol saw something completely different to me, but we both had the same feeling afterwards, that something hadn't been right with the whole scene. It gave us both the goosebumps. I never thought to look in the rearview mirror, to be honest. I wish I had now. I was just so horrified by what I'd seen. Deb said, what Carol describes is very different to my experience. Carol stated, the more I think about it, I didn't see a girl. I saw a figure and some sort of white flash, a dark hood and just an empty darkness where the face should have been. Although it just makes sense to me why we both saw things differently. I think I saw the energy of the thing, the darkness. Deb saw what it wants everyone to see, what it projects. Does that make sense? Well, it makes perfect sense to me. I have no name to call them, but for myself, I call them energy feeders. A dark, empty being that will appear in the most terrifying way to feed on the fear of its victim. They're not choosy when looking for a host. They'll take any age. They will appear in a way that will entice you. And when you're truly enthralled, they will drain you of your very essence. Now, the Japanese have a name, Noparabo, and it means a faceless ghost. It's a Japanese yokai, and it can look like a human, but it has no face. Such creatures were thought to sometimes transform themselves in order to frighten humans as much as possible. They appear at first as ordinary human beings, sometimes impersonating someone familiar to the victim, like a friend or a family member, before causing their features to disappear, leaving a blank, smooth sheet of skin where their face should be. And some are said to have gaping black mouths. Now there are reports like this across the globe each country having a variation, but the central details are the same. An entity or being that appears in a way to entice you and then its true self is revealed. Let's move across England and head up to the Murray Firth. Hi Deb, it's Chris Huff here. Here's a report of what I believe to be a hairy man sighting that came into my email just a couple of days ago from the Elves area which is between Fars and Elgin at the top of Scotland. So I'm passing it on to you. Witness report. I met up with an old colleague on Thursday and we were out just shooting the breeze and chatting about all sorts of things. My work colleague believes in the supernatural, like myself, and with the many mysteries of the universe. He told me not so long ago, 2021, that whilst he was walking in some woodland nearby, with his uh, pity dog who's called Hades, he saw what he appeared at first to be a big cat. And But to be fair, that's not uncommon around here, as there have been many sightings. As the big cat got closer, though, it headed off track and into the woodland. And here's what astounded him the most. As its side faced him, he could see that it was no cat. The top half of its body was muscular, as were its front legs, which looked more like arms. In fact, he said, it looked more like an ape than a cat.
Many years ago, 1990s, Chris said, a newspaper produced a story and some grainy pictures of an ape-like creature in the forest somewhere in Scotland, and it appeared to be foraging for food. To add further interest, it was said that many years ago, I'm guessing when such collections of exotic creatures were fashionable for the rich, a wealthy man in Kinloss had a menagerie of simians, and when he died or tired of them, they were just foolishly released. Whether this is true or not, I have no idea, he said. But my friend saw a simian-type creature roaming a thick forested area. Obviously, it intrigued me when Chris told me the area where the sighting had taken place, because it was only a few weeks ago. We do have some very strange reports not too far from here. So from about the Culloden Loch Ness area to the Moray Firth, we have a number of upright, hairy, hominid-type reports. And the Clodymos area of Scotland is one of the long-term sites that we've watched for a number of years now at BBR. There have been many sightings of the upright hairy creatures that are said to steal fish from fishermen's nets and meat from the poacher's cache. Now, we have many images of strange finds from within the Culbin Forest and the marshy areas of Inverness. We find deer legs up in trees and many intricate stick and stone patterns left around the area. A number of natural blinds as well as the sightings of humanoid figures. We also find bones stood high in trees and huge tree trunks upright on pathways. Even the forest itself has a haunting feel to it. The village of Culbin Sands lies buried beneath it. The entire town disappeared during a superstorm in 1694. So the dunes that protected the villagers soon became their enemy and they covered the entire town. And as you walk through the forest, you can see the odd chimney pot poking above the ground and part of a church steeple. And there's also um, a plane from World War II in the, uh, in the forest. One of our members who lives up there spoke to a male from the area in the Nairn Valley in Clava Cairns, who was out in the fields late at night and early in the morning. He says he's seen something about three or four times now in the dim light. The first time this happened, he was out in the fields. He heard someone approaching him coming along the river bank. Thinking it was a water bailiff or a gamekeeper, he died for cover. And as it passed him, it appeared to be enormous, both in height and width, and it stank to high heaven. And he couldn't get a good look at the thing on that occasion. He said his best view of the creature was one night when he had his nets out on the river and he'd walked away downstream. Over the years, one visitor to the forest has documented and photographed many of the strange finds. They reached out to me recently after another strange set of events that occurred to a family member in October of 2020. Hi Debs, I hope you're well and on the road to recovery. I'm not too sure if this is of any interest to you, but there have been a series of weird goings on in the area where my relative lives, close to the area where the strange hairy figures were reported. A few weeks back in September of 2020, he was sitting watching TV when there was a very loud yulling noise that sounded like a big cat. It was dark, it was about 10.30pm, but his German shepherd dog shot to the window with his hackles up and he was growling. Now the area overlooks fields and forestry land. His two house cats shot off the couch and ran for cover and they were found hiding under a bed, hissing furiously when he tried to get them out again.
There was nothing to be seen even with a torch, but he could hear loud rustling noises beyond the garden. The dog stayed behind him, growling as whatever it was moved away. On the 30th of September 2020. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers? Or... The DMV Number 97 Or House cleaning Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun Play over a hundred different games online For free from anywhere You could redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com Live the Chumba life No purchase necessary We were prohibited by law T plus terms and conditions apply See website for details Um, As he took the dog for a late walk before bedtime They made their way around one of the fields And as they were walking Three roe deer came running straight out of the forest at high speed And it was only about 20 yards ahead of him and the dog He just managed to grab the dog's collar To stop him chasing after the deer When there was a loud crashing noise That sounded like something big was shoving through the trees, heading in their direction. He said he saw a very large, dark shape, which stopped when it saw him, and it turned back into the forest. It wasn't any animal that he recognised. When he described the height and shape of this thing, it was around seven feet tall. It happened too fast for him to get a photograph of it, and it was all over in a matter of seconds. Then last night, on the 8th of October 2020, he was his walking the dog. He had a large salmon thrown at him. And that's not a joke, Debbie. Somebody threw a large salmon at him, but he couldn't see who the thrower was. He said he was out and everything went totally silent in the forest. There was no bird sounds, no small animals, nothing. He did get manage to take a photo of the salmon, though. Um, and she said, I had a similar thing happen at Cloggy Moss a couple of years ago now, when I was investigating the Harriman sightings. The salmon spawn any time between late September and early February each year. Could this be a coincidence? She said, I can't work out where the salmon was thrown from. I think the only explanation is a passing osprey, maybe, but there are none in the area that I know of. He might have been more grateful for the salmon if it hadn't hit him on his shoulder really hard. But as you can see from the photo, it's taken a bit of a knock before reaching him. And it looks like a salmon that's had two really big bites taken out of it. I would also say that there's a very strange woman who's moved into the cottages near him. And she's taken up to putting hides and cameras in the woods. And she's even put up a notice warning people to keep out. But the land's not her woods. They belong to the biggest state. 
The local rumour has it that she works for a TV company, possibly the BBC. As the crow flies, it's not too many miles away from uh, my relative's house to the area where Felicity the Puma was caught by Ted Noble on his farm at Canick some years back. Honestly, I don't know if there could be a connection. On 28th of October 2020, my relative was taking the dog for a walk around the farm road just now when he heard wailing. It sounded like a cat on steroids, that was his expression. It was a loud wailing, but it sounded as if it was off in the distance. So perhaps it was the same thing he heard a week or so ago. The dog reacted to the wailing and grumbled a bit, but the noise was going away from them. So he wasn't too upset about it. When investigating these reports and looking at cattle and pet disappearances in the area, I came across some very distinct cat-killed sheep. And they show all the signs of a cat attack. So you see bites to the neck and the carcass dragged off into the trees or covered in grass. But I also came across a number of strange cases where the animal had been killed, had its skin or fleece removed by hand and every bone was picked clean of meat. And there was no sign of cars or ATVs at the scene, no human footprints or boot marks. One farmer stated... A hefty and healthy ewe who weighed around 50 kilo was taken. Her wool was neatly peeled off her skin before it was eaten. Another farmer stated that over the past five years, about 40 sheep from his flock had been found dead, apparently killed in one go, all neatly stripped of their skin before being eaten. Whatever animal is doing it, it manages to peel the skin off the sheep, probably because it doesn't like the wool. And then it skins the sheep in the most expert way, removing the skin along with the wool. It has very powerful jaws and a very powerful bite because it crunches right through the bones and it kills the animals very easily. Now, there are a number of cases like this around my area. So let's move across to my home in the northwest of England. I saw a large Alsatian-like dog standing on its back legs. Witness report. Hi Deborah, I've recently read your book entitled Childhood Witnesses of Paranormal Creatures and I've also just listened to your podcast and I particularly like the one about Delamere Forest and this has prompted me to contact you regarding something that happened when I was in my early teens, approximately 1970, when I was living in the North Liverpool Lancashire area. Now I've never mentioned this to anyone else before as I know it sounds unrealistic. And I've always brushed it off as one of those weird things that happens with no explanation until I read your book. I came from a large family and one day my sister, who's three years younger than me, came downstairs and told me that she'd just seen something in her bedroom. And she said she saw a large Alsatian-like dog that was standing on its back legs, peeking out from behind the bedroom door. And it was just standing there watching. Now, our house was always full of people, so surely anything unusual could not get inside the house unseen. The same sister had seen what would appear to be UFOs in the sky several years ago as an adult. I've also had numerous strange experiences over the years, which I don't mention to anyone other than a close friend. Lights in the sky, possible missing time events, unexplainable things happening in the night. I guess 
I just want to know if people have experienced this kind of indoor incident as opposed to the cryptid encounters on country roads and woods. I was able to find a report in Yorkshire um, from 1972, so around about the same time. And it speaks of the Robson family who live in Hexham. Now, they're only 10 minutes walk away from where the legendary wolf of Allendale had roamed the woods. The two young Robson brothers dug up two small carved stone heads whilst they were tending the garden. Several nights after the discovery of the stone heads, neighbour Ellen Dodd and her daughter were sitting up late one evening when both of them witnessed a half-man, half-beast entering the bedroom. The pair screamed in terror, but the creature seemed indifferent to them and simply left the room. They heard it padding down the stairs as if on its hind legs. Later on, the front door was found open and it's been thought that the creature had been searching for something that had been left at the house and it continued to search elsewhere. Interest in the local legend of the Wolf of Allendale was rekindled by this event and the Stoneheads became associated with the possible reappearance of the wolf. Now the two Stoneheads, each about the size of an orange, were thought to be Celtic in origin and the collector, Dr Anne Ross, took possession of the heads as she had several other stone heads in her collection and she wished to compare them to the Hexham pair. Now, a few nights after taking possession of the heads, Dr Ross awoke at 2am one morning, feeling cold and frightened. And looking up, she saw a strange creature standing in a bedroom doorway. She said it was about six feet high, slightly stooped, and it was black against the white door. And it was half animal and half man. The upper part, I would have said, was wolf, and the lower part was human. And I would again have said that it was covered with a kind of black, dark fur. It went out, and I just saw it clearly, and then it disappeared. And something made me run after it, a thing I wouldn't normally have done. But I felt compelled to run after it. I got out of bed and I ran, and I could hear it going down the stairs. Then it disappeared towards the back of the house. Living and working in Southampton, Dr Ross knew nothing of the Wolf of Allendale legend and the association with the Hexham Heads. Um, she didn't know anything about the possible return of the wolf and she uh, decided that that experience was just a nightmare until Dr Ross came home and her husband Richard Freeman came with her one day only to find their teenage daughter Bernice in a distressed state. Bernice explained that she'd used a key to unlock the front door. She'd entered the house that afternoon to witness a large black shape rushing down the stairs. Halfway downstairs, the creature vaulted the banister, landing with a soft, heavy thud, like a large animal with padded feet. Believing the presence of the Stoneheads to be responsible for these events, Dr Ross passed on her whole collection of Stoneheads, along with a hex and pair to other collectors. Now, the Hexham heads found their way to the British Museum and they were on public display, though they were soon removed from the display and put away amid reports of unsettling events associated with the heads. Now, nobody knows what they are. Now, they've been claimed that the Hexham heads were not Celtic in origin and had simply been carved as toys by the previous occupants of the Robinson's home. It's been said that the heads were examined by the University of Newcastle and Southampton. And for now, 
The current whereabouts of the Hexham heads remain unknown. It was tall and black and appeared to be hairy. February 2020, so not so long ago. Witness report. Towards the end of February, just before lockdown, my husband and I travelled down to stay at a hotel in Barnby Moor for a few days. We were helping an elderly relative in North Anston move back up to live in Edinburgh. I'm a very observant person. I love nature. And I'm always on the lookout for birds and other animals. That day, my husband was driving. It was mid-afternoon and I was looking out of the west passenger window. We were almost at our destination. We were preparing to turn off the motorway when I spotted a strange figure walking parallel to the road. It appeared to be walking on a path or by the canal. Although I couldn't see any water, I could only see it from perhaps knees up. It's really been bothering me as I don't think it was a person. It was tall and black and appeared to be hairy, but it wasn't particularly bulky. I've not told anyone about this, so they probably think I was nuts. But I was wondering if anyone in this community could shed any light on my experience. Now, not too far away, we have a report that maybe the same or similar creature to the one seen at Barnby Moor. And this was called the large bulky figure standing by the gate at Lost Scar Wood, 2014. Now, this witness is Rob Lee, and he said... Um, I'd been there for hours, it was about quarter past 11 when I'd packed up and was driving home after a day's fishing. I'd fished most of the day and I'd only packed up when it was getting dusker. I was alone all day, I didn't see any other people around. I decided to head home when I ran out of light and as I passed Lost Wood, which is located close to and was once part of Sherwood Forest, as I passed there something caught my attention in the beam of my headlights because it was standing there next to the gate and it was a huge hair-covered figure. It was just huge and bulky and he was upright, standing on two legs. I slammed on the brakes and reversed, but this hominid creature, I just don't know what else to call it, had gone. There was no sign of it anywhere. I put my foot down and I got home as quickly as I could. Now the witness did return sometime later with Adam and Paul Bird. Uh, to do an investigation and an on-site report. But he didn't really feel he could add any more and he wasn't happy being back at the scene. So we called an end to that. Now, I noticed a difference in the description between the two um, figures. One was quite slender and one was uh, really bulky. So I've taken so many reports now that no two are the same, really. They come in all shapes and sizes, widths, you know, heights. Hair colours are different, eye colours are different, hair on face, some don't have hair on face. It doesn't really matter. I think it's like humans. I think each one has a particular look. And if we're talking about something that's transforming or either dimensionally or metaphysically, they can be and look like anything they want. So, you know, we could just have one creature that's showing itself in many different ways. And like the first report tonight, we each could see it differently so maybe 10 people in a field see one figure and we all describe it slightly differently is that a thing that's showing in a way that will either entice you or scare you half to death mostly though people unfortunately just stumble in there and find them like our next report the Drayton Park Bear witness report 
My brother and myself were walking our dogs across the golf course at Drayton Park one dusky evening about 10 years ago now. And in the distance, about 100 yards away, we saw what we thought was a bear. Now, I know that sounds silly because we don't have them in the UK. But at first, I thought it was like a large black badger. Our dogs gave chase and it wasn't until our dogs arrived at the location where it was that I noticed how small our dogs were compared to the animal I was looking at. Now our dogs are bull mastiff stuffy crossbreeds and they're big hefty dogs but they look tiny compared to this animal and it ran just like a bear would run as well. I panicked a little bit and I called the dogs back and got out there as fast as I could. And Drayton managed just up the road and I thought maybe a bear had escaped from there, possibly, or something like that. But we never heard anything. The whole event has left me a little bewildered and I keep trying to work out what we've just seen. As a bushcrafter, I've seen the big cats we have in England. But I keep the locations a secret as I don't want people bothering them. And they're amazing to watch, but very difficult to get close to. But bears, oh my God. I hope they're not wandering around out there in the wilds. I was a long way off from my sighting and I was convinced it was a badger at first. But it ran just like a bear would run if it was startled. When our dogs gave chase, that's how it ran. And not that they'd attack it or anything like that. They're big softies, but dogs just love to chase things that run. When they got there, it was already gone, thankfully. It had moved off into the woods. And I know it's just how tiny the dogs looked in comparison. It was literally bear-sized, and I panicked slightly, which amused my younger brother. But even he agreed it was really big, and it left us stretching our heads, left us thinking, did that just happen? One thing I did know was the speed of this animal. It was really quick. Now, in 2019, another report of a strange bear-like creature was made not too many miles from Drayton Manor. And this bear-like creature got close to a couple in a car. A lady made this report in 2019 on behalf of her and her husband. And they were confused about an encounter that they'd had with a strange bear-like creature that moved around their car. It was much larger than a dog. It was hairy and it was down on all fours. It circled the car and it walked off back into the woods. Now, one description that comes up quite often is this orangey colour that almost looks like a red setter dog or an orangutan. And in 2020, a witness made a report exactly like that. And she said, Deb, I'm not sure what I saw in early May of this year. I was running late for work, so I decided to cut through the country lanes that run towards Kimber to pick up the A449 road a bit further down. I was down the back end of Lower Penn near Wolverhampton on a road called Shoal Lane, and it's a single track road with woods and fields on both sides. And as you come to the bottom of the road, there's a few houses and an old, very overgrown footpath or right of access or something. It's set back about 50 feet from the road. And it was when I got to that point, I saw what at first I thought was a man in a hunting suit or a sniper suit thing with all the shaggy, hairy stuff you see them with. But this was an orange colour, like a red setter but lighter. And then I realised the sheer size and bulk of this thing and I knew it couldn't be what I'd initially thought because this thing was at least seven feet tall and it was massively thick around the chest and shoulders 
like an American footballer with all the pads on. I was quite a bit away from it and it was sort of stepping back into the shade of the foliage, but it was still scary. I'm six foot foot, I'm six foot and 22 stone. I've trained for many years, but I felt scared and small compared to this thing when I saw it, which I now regret. I've since, after doing a bit of research, found quite a few sightings around the Midlands and Shropshire area. And now my fears turned more into a need to understand what I saw that morning. He's correct. There are other reports in this area that could possibly be connected to the seven-foot-tall orange creature. I reached, uh, recently had um, a YouTube listener get in touch with me and said that they live very close to the area and they would really be interested in um, investigating these cases. So if you're the witness I've just spoken about or the witnesses that are about to come up now, if you're really interested in meeting up with her for a chat, show her the scene, anything like that, let me know and I will arrange it. Because I say, this is not the only strange report in Penn. Um, in the early 2000s, we got a report from a witness who made the report. She said she was around 15 or 16 at the time. He was out hunting in the fields in the Penn area of Wolverhampton with his friend. They were usually out and about in the fields and they both liked to shoot rabbits and small game. The witness was in his usual position within the field and he had his rabbit gun and a torch to light up the field with him. And as he was scanning the light across the area, looking for eye shine, the torch picked up a crouching human figure that was hiding in the hedgerow. Now, the figure was much bigger than average. Um, it was bigger than an average human. And his own words, he said, it was huge in height and width. His friend promptly ran off, leaving the witness alone in the field with the watcher. So he followed suit and he legged it also. Of course, he's now older, but he's still certain of what he saw that day. And he said... It was not of the normal world. Another report came in on April 2017 and it took place in Baggeridge Country Park. Uh, there's an area there called the Ridge. And this area is a horseshoe-shaped path that follows a tree line in a half circle. Now, the path's only single file and the trees on both sides of it are quite dense. One side of the path falls downhill and the other side has a slight incline. And it's very quiet there, so you get very few people up there as it's off the beaten track. One morning, a lady and gentleman were walking their dog. And it's a place they use often, as they did on the morning when they witnessed a strange creature at the halfway point of the path. It was about 9.30am and the man noticed a dark figure in the trees, which was around 30 feet away from them. And he thought it was strange, as the figure seemed to be watching them from behind the tree. And then it would duck back in behind the bushes. And every time it was noticed, he'd do the same thing. He decided not to say anything to his wife as he didn't want to alarm her. They continued to walk, but the figure stayed around the same pace as them at all times. And it continued to try and remain hidden. It would duck in and out of the tree line as it watched them walk. After 10 minutes or so had passed, the man's wife, who still hadn't seen the creature noticed that he was acting really nervous and anxious and she asked him what the matter was and he told her what he'd seen and he pointed the figure out and she eventually spotted it and she also saw it ducking back in and out as it was peeping at them from behind the trees it was hiding behind the dog then started barking and growling at it and the couple rushed off as best they could with the dog now on the lead and eventually they reached a fork in the path <laughs> 
and they chose one trail which would take them straight back to the car park. As the couple turned at the bottom of the path that leads out of the woods and onto open fields, they stopped to catch their breath. And as they looked back from where they'd come, the creature had stepped out onto the open path. They both agreed it stood upright. It was very dark in colour and it was covered in hair. And the wife said it was around eight feet tall, but the gentleman said it was closer to seven. And they went on to add, it didn't follow us any further. They got back to the car and now they no longer want the dog in that area anymore. Our next report comes from 2020, a large shadow being. The witness report. My friend told me sometime last November 2020 about the night he was walking his dog down the dam area at 11pm and he said that the dog suddenly started to get really startled and it was pulling to get away from something in the bushes. He said that there was this very large shadow-shaped thing that was perched on top of a railing or a fence within the bush and he thought he saw it shaking very fast and at that point he said panic set him and he practically ran up to the house. Now I saw him again just after New Year and he said it had happened again around Christmas time but this time he didn't see anything. He just heard something moving about in the bushes. The same thing happened. The dog wouldn't go near the bushes and it ran in the opposite direction going straight home. And this is where it gets really strange. The same friend was out walking the dog as usual on the same route. It was daytime and he had a, he met a lady that he knew and she was walking a dog and as they walked along, he casually said to her about his dog being a bit of a wimp recently and he'd explain what happened. And my friend then said to me that the woman looked very shocked about hearing this and she said she too had witnessed something odd she didn't recognise down in that area when she was out walking her dog a few days before. I think there's more to this. There are large woodlands in that area and it would be interesting if anyone else had similar experiences, but I didn't think of telling anyone at the time. I have posted a request on the Glasgow Hidden Forums to see if anyone else has had any experiences. And if I hear anything, I'll let you know, Deborah. Now, just a couple of miles east, as the crow flies, there is a report that could be related to this shadowy figure. Now, this is called the Milton Campsey Poacher, 2016. And it is a witness report, and he said, This all happened one day, and it was the beginning of August uh, 2016. I was out walking with my son in the small woodland close to my house. I stay in a small village called Milton of Campsey. And we were there that day, well, off the beaten track. It was a pretty old set of woods with two 300-year-old trees. Nothing out of the ordinary happened at first. But we were quite a ways in there when about 15, 20 yards in front of us was what I thought was a poacher in a ghillie suit. And this poacher stood up and started to make his way at a good pace away from us, moving swiftly. He was moving quickly and not looking back in our direction. Given at the time of day, I was sure that this was just a poacher. I wanted to confront him as I was angry at the fact that someone would be firing a gun or a bow so close to where people walk with their families and dogs. I decided to give him a piece of my mind, so I set off after him. And as I got closer, he rounded the back of an old oak tree and he was gone. He simply vanished. I couldn't see him anywhere at this point. I was still thinking it was a poacher. 
So I shouted out loud, and believe me, I ranted loud enough that if he was around, he would have heard it. I heard a strange rumbling sound at the time, which sounded kind of like a big tree was ready to come down, and it was coming from the oak tree that the poacher had gone behind. But I played it down to nothing, given the fact I often hear weird stuff all the time in the woods that I can't explain. So I brushed it off until I got home. I never did find him, and it wasn't until later that day that I was telling my father about what had happened earlier. And he mentioned so matter-of-factly that I'd almost probably just seen the green man. Now, this is the first time I've ever heard this name in connection with Forrest. But everyone I talk to now is so matter-of-fact about it, as if it isn't strange at all. So needless to say, I spend every spare minute I can in the woods now, not to prove anything to anyone, or to see what I can find myself. Until next time, good night. If you'd like to join us in investigating reports like this, or just to hear more reports like this, read our articles and evidence finds, or one of my books, you can find them by looking in the description below. And you'll find the BBR website and our Twitter, Patreon and YouTube, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course my Amazon author page. But I will be back next week with another enthralling episode. So good night, everyone. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.